Hey guys, welcome to We Read the News So You Don't Have To. This is a news recap podcast from Zoda Pop by Zero Media. In every episode, we come on and share different stories that are relevant to young adults in Singapore, whether it's serious news or lighthearted ones. I'm Roos, your host for today, and without further ado, let's dive straight into our first piece of news for today. National Museum's exhibition on 1970s and 2000s tech offers chance to experience history. Step into the basement exhibition area of the National Museum from Friday, June 10th, and one will be taken back five decades to an office from the 1970s. With typewriters on desks, scattered pencils, bulky personal computers, and a view of the old city skyline through the window. The only thing missing seems to be the smell of freshly brewed coffee as the National Museum puts up an immersive experience that pivots away from what is traditionally possible in an exhibition, choosing to recreate whole environments so visitors can live and breathe history, even if it's just for an hour. Called Off Slash On, everyday technology that changed our lives. The National Museum's new exhibition, which runs from Friday to October 30th, focuses on gadgets from between the 1970s and 2000s and the context in which they were used in Singapore. The artifacts are on loan from members of the public or from the National Collection. Items that are not in the glass case can be touched or even played with. There are also quick games that can be played by scanning a QR code, such as the typing test that secretaries would have taken for an office job in the 1970s, or a puzzle that requires visitors to learn how to decode a pager message. Ms. Chang Mei Quen, director of the National Museum, said that the exhibition is also a part of a call to get people to contribute stories and objects that relate to technologies from the 2000s, following the museum's first drive to collect more contemporary objects during COVID-19. Close to 300 items has been submitted for this. Among them, photos of stacked up chairs at a toast box outlet, face masks with built-in microphones for lectures, and loungewear with formal tops suitable for Zoom office meetings. The National Museum has also transformed has also transformed the exhibition into an escape room at night so that participants can decipher clues that will help uncover a secret technology. Admission to the exhibition is free for Singaporeans and permanent residents. Escape room tickets will be released separately from Thursday onwards. I've actually been seeing the making of these sets as my friend who has worked on it has been posting BTS clips. It looks pretty awesome, not gonna lie. So I will be going this weekend in show of support for my friend and the art scene in Singapore. Moving on to our second piece of news, Japan to open to tourists after two years but only with masks, insurance and guides. Foreign tourists visiting Japan will be required to wear masks, take out private medical insurance, and be chaperoned throughout their stay, the government said on Tuesday, June 7th, as it plans a gradual opening from two years of COVID-19 restrictions. Only visitors on package tours will be allowed in during the first phase of reopening, from June 10th, the Japan Tourism Agency, JTA, said adding that the travel agency guides accompanying visitors will have to ensure that they will wear their mask. Tour guides should frequently remind tour participants of necessary infection prevention measures, including wearing and removing masks, at each stage of the tour, the JTA said in its guidelines. Even outdoors, the wearing of masks should continue in situations where people are conversing in close proximity. Japan has imposed some of the strictest border controls in the world over the course of the pandemic, banning the entry of almost all non-residents. As most of the rest of the world opens up from COVID-19 lockdowns, Japan is also relaxing its rules. 
Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has pledged to bring border measures into line with other wealthy nations. In our last piece of news for today, in Miss Marvel, a teenage Pakistani-American superhero arises. In the Disney Plus superhero series, Miss Marvel, the focus is on Kamala Khan, the title character who happens to be a teenager from a Pakistani-American family. On top of dealing with the usual teenage issues, Kamala, played by a Pakistani-Canadian actress, Iman Valani, 19 years old, has to negotiate living in two cultures. That split in the series, as in the source Marvel comic book, is a source of confusion, chaos, and comedy. Kamala Khan, the comic book character, was co-created by Marvel Comics editor, Sana Amanat, who also serves as the series executive producer. In the comics, biculturalism is a major component of Kamala's identity. Marvel Studios' Miss Marvel launches on Disney Plus on June 8th. If anything, having watched the first two episodes of the series as part of a media preview, I'd say Kamala Khan is made for Iman Vellani, as Iman played the character perfectly, from the awkwardness of a teenager to being a fangirl of Captain Marvel. Read our article on Zero Magazine to find out more of our opinions of Miss Marvel. With that, we have come to the end of this episode. See you soon in the next episode of We Read the News So You Don't Have To.